0: episode of talking maiden
1: the podcast of the beast of the beast <laughs> Being of the, dramatic. Of the, the podcast of the dramatic pause the pod podcast of the x-factor <laughs> x-factor part four of the x-factor part four i didn't think we we're this is our first four parter parter wow but there's just too much to talk about with all the new singer coming in and leaving and yeah yeah and you know what
0: i think you we you know you don't have to go as deep maybe some of the older albums so to get so you have so much stuff but I would have thought like, we'd be like, six parts for Power Slave, one part for X-Hector. Yeah,
1: I don't know. It's funny. Yeah. There's just There's I don't know. I think we have stronger opinions on this one than some yeah. albums. We're, some of the albums, it's like, we both love the albums and they're both 10 out of 10s. Yeah. And we just go through the tracks and talk about how awesome they are. Yeah. But this no. one, we're kind of like... You
0: love this one? I only slightly love this one. I love this one. Oh, I only slightly love that one. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> What a diverse group of opinions. <laughs> Um, yeah, this one, man, we still got a load to cover, so yeah. let's get going, let's do this beer. Okay. Okay, we got a Badger. Yeah, thirsty... we promised we're not
1: going to go uh, five episodes on the X Factor. Uh, five episodes. If you had told me we were doing four, I would have been shocked, but... It been, but it's worked. Yeah. And people were Well, it. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It takes what it takes. Give the people what they want. <laughs> you know, we haven't
0: even done our Blaze, we've, we've talked about a Blaze thing, we'll get to that. Uh, this one's a multi Tani Ale. Okay. 4.4%, it's called the Firsty Ferret. This is awesome.
1: Yeah, the thirsty ferret. I don't know. I saw it on the shelf and I grabbed it. Brewed Dorset.
0: Okay, interesting. And imported into Ontario. Thirsty ferrets. Right. So this is the thirsty ferret. All right. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers.
1: <sighs> ah. See, I didn't read much about this. I don't know much about this beer. Well, it's uh... I just grabbed the bottle off the shelf because I saw a strange one that I'd never seen before. So
0: We're at that stage. Although this fall, there's some really exciting new beer announcements locally. A lot going on. So, yeah, I try to always go for the local beers if I see them. Yeah, which, you know what, kind of does suck
1: for a podcast, doesn't it? Because people are like, oh, that beer sounds awesome. How come
0: I can't get in here? I'm like, because we're in Newfoundland.
1: And- I know, people are always emailing saying, well, you should try this beer, you should try that beer, you should try this bad yeah. beer. And I was like, we live in Canada, we have the most... Like stupidest stupidest, beer, stupidest laws. beer laws ever. Like you're oh. not allowed to bring a beer across a provincial border. I know it's it has nonsense. to go to the government, and then they have to take across the border. And, like, and, and now we're
0: doing this whole NAFTA nonsense. Everyone's like, "Oh, Trump's going to cancel the trade deal. We can't move products." I'm like, "We can't ship butter to Quebec or vice versa." Like, yeah. this whole place. Like we live in this like, it's, European it's, it's, you know, Union. Anyway, the nightmare. beer, the beer
1: laws are they're ridiculous. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Free the beer. Well, that's good. Oh, that's good. That's, right. that's what really I was in good. the mood for, too.
0: I know. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. The, I don't know. I'd like the same beer only twice as much. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. The firsty ferret. So I will put a link to it on slash beers. Slash yeah. beers. Yep. Sameless plug. Um, we were talking before we got into the podcast about <laughs> you're ready to go off. Oh, the X-Factor people. And... People trash this album. They're hard on it. What? People like, just. Why?
1: Okay. Yeah. Here's one of my things that really annoys me about this whole, like, Blaze era. Yeah. People, they hate these, on these albums so bad yeah. when they haven't really ever listened to them or given them a chance. And I have, like, no problem if people, you know, if they listen to it a few times and it doesn't strike them, but as long as you give it a chance, right? Like, I hate this whole thing on the internet where people, like, uh, they just trash stuff because they're like, I'm gonna sound clever if I just, like, yeah, shit on it. Shit on this. Yeah, and then, like, they pick something that's an easy easy target, and they throw out all these snide comments, and they're like, oh, we're so funny, and we're so clever, and whatever. I just, it drives me nuts. And I was telling, I mentioned this to you earlier. Like, people, it's like they're the criticism, they're criticizing something that they don't care about, yeah. because it's about them. So they're trying to, like, it's like, I'm going to criticize this thing, but I don't really care about it. Yeah. But I'm going to be super mean and shit all over it, because it's going to make me look like I'm clever Yeah, people smart. feel like when I they hate insult it. someone. Yeah. They're building themselves up. Yeah. It's like, look how snarky I am. Can you believe I said that? And it's yeah. like, I hate that whole attitude. And that's what really annoys me about when people talk about the Blaze albums. Like you read online or you see on like people tweet stuff and they're like, these Blaze albums suck and blah, 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 no Bruce. And I'm like, if you've given these albums a chance and you don't like them, then that's great. I would love to hear, I would listen to you talk. I'd listen to someone talk for a whole podcast about how much they dislike an album if they're giving us reasons and going through and telling me why they don't like it yeah but there's like i listen to okay so this is what <laughs> set me off about this yeah. there's another podcast that i'm not going to name the name of the podcast but you can probably find it online yeah i was yeah. doing a search for like a search came up of it was like an episode of this podcast that was about a blaze bailey episode
0: are, are you about to start a podcast war here?
1: <laughs> no. That's why I'm not saying the name of the podcast. Okay. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Like, all yeah. day at work, I have podcasts on in the background while I'm doing whatever. Mm-hmm. And anything that has to do with, like, rock or music. like I told you I have, like, a whole bunch of KISS podcasts I listen to. Oh, God. I have, like... And I listen to, like, just any episode about... By any podcast, if it's about, like, a band that I like, or if they're talking about yeah. anything. This one was reviewing a Blaze album. And it is probably the worst podcast I've ever heard in my life. They just and their whole shtick on their podcast is they just like they pick an album and they just trash it. They're like all we the picked, time, yeah. Like we pick the worst albums and we just trash it. And I was like, oh, this might be kind of. Yeah, I thought of they're just being critical about them and, I was, and sometimes and like you know talking about them and being like, well, this is actually good about yeah, it and fair. this isn't bad and whatever. They're, they're, but it's no, nope, it was a real niche there. You know, finally <laughs> some negativity on the internet. Yeah, and they have, but the thing is they. When they talk about the album, they have zero knowledge with the band. Like, maybe they read the Wikipedia entry and they're just trying to be funny and sarcastic. And, like, there's no wit or cleverness to it. It's just like yeah. constant, like, it's just shitting on stuff. So they're like, I'm trying to remember what they said. They're like, Blaze Bailey, is that a video game character? or The lead singer? <laughs> Blaze, what kind of name is that? And they're just saying stuff like that. And then they're like, one of the things they're saying is, like, Blaze Bailey, who's, like, I think he's, like, the 14th lead singer of Iron Maiden. Like, ha, ha. Oh. And they're all just, like, millennial idiots that are, oh, yeah. like, trying to punch down at something that they think's an the easy oh. target. Because they think everyone, are they're, like, we'll pick something that everyone hates so that when we make fun of it, they'll, like, yeah. pat us on the back and think that we're great. Yeah. And they're cracking these, like, jokes. I'm using air quotes. So you can't <laughs> see. Yeah,
0: no one else. I'm
1: About something it. they don't even know anything about. And I'm, it, it's just infuriating. And infuriating. I listened to half of it and I turned it off because I was just getting enraged by how, like... Yeah. It's not that they didn't like the album. The whole concept I don't like. And then they're making all these jokes, like, they like, they have a song called The Clansmen. The Clan? Clansmen And all their songs are about slaves? And I was like, they have one song called Power Slave one song called Klansmen, And you oh, don't even know what you're talking about. One of the people on it's like, oh, What's the deal with Eddie the Trooper? Who is this Eddie the Trooper? And no, I was like, No, and I was like, I, I shut it off. I was like, yeah. I can't listen to this anymore. Oh my god. That's and like it's just, it's everything phone. that's wrong with the friggin' internet. Is this,
0: <laughs> can, we, can we zero star these people? Like, how
1: no, do we do... no, I'm not gonna no, do that. Do like, that, but... they can do what they want. We can do yeah. what we want. Like, if we don't have anything to do you with can't back our, yeah. Mean. and i'm not gonna yeah okay, so we're allowed to complain about it because yeah. we love them but that's fine they, like, they probably have people that it's, it's like maybe there's people that listen to them that think that they're like super hilarious yeah. which is fine they can do their own thing yeah. but for me it was just i found it infuriating yeah when like do you have to be so harsh on something you don't even care about
0: yeah but that's the hipster young people mentality like, yeah it's insecure i guess
1: yeah it's like they build this like fake facebook yeah. instagram life and everyone yeah. likes it and then they get like all, they feel all entitled and then they can like just shit all over everything. That's just, nonsense. I don't know. It, it drives me crazy.
0: You, you know so, what? I'm getting my back up on. I will
1: here. listen to anyone that yeah. know. like if someone listens to this album half a dozen times and then they're like, I don't like it because of this. 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 I'm like, that's yeah. perfect. But like, I'm not going to pick, uh, like everyone hates Nickelback. I'm not going to like listen to the first 30 seconds of a Nickelback album and be like, this is the worst thing ever. I hate it. Blah, blah, blah. You yeah. know what I mean? If I was going to do that, I would actually listen to it and listen to it a dozen times and make notes and be like, this is why I don't like it, or this isn't that bad. And then you'd
0: call our our mate Dave in Manchester and give it to him. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But you know what I mean? Yeah. I haven't... I don't know. It drives me crazy, this whole mentality of, like, let's pick something everyone hates and just, like, attack it. Pile on it. Pile on it and try and be like, oh, we're so so funny and clever. And I'm like, no, you're just being, like... Idiot.
0: I, I know. know. <laughs> I find that, that that bothers me so much. About old like, man
1: Nesbitt's getting angered
0: old up. Man, Nesbit's getting fart. I like it. It's good. Yeah. You know, it, it is funny about how also you can allow you can um, put something down that you love, but when someone else does it, really bothers you. Like I, I remember, look, like, me the boys like we're all hanging out, right? You know, we'll be like, if someone's not there, in our inner circle, guys would be ripping the crap out of them. Or if they're <laughs> they're, we'll be putting them down, but then if someone steps in. It's like, hey, that guy's a loser. You're like, hey, who are you, buddy? You know, yeah, mess off, <laughs> yeah. Right? like you get right defensive. Yeah, like it's the same thing with this. I mean, when I'm hearing this, I'm enraged. But then I realize, like, half our podcast is like picking holes. But we all love Maiden so much. Yeah. And then we, we you know, you you can't just get on here and sit yeah. around and go, oh my god, I wonder what Bruce is doing. I wish I could smell his hair right now. Because at like, first <laughs> I thought it was
1: like, because there's a website. I can't remember what it's called that I've read where they're like, it's called like in defense of something and they pick albums that everyone hates and they kind of reevaluate them and be like, yeah, it actually is, this isn't that bad or it is good parts of, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I love. Like I love hearing informed criticism and stuff, but like these people hadn't even like heard the album. I don't think. Yeah, it's just terrible.
0: You know what? I got I got own a bit of that. I mean, you know, I had an opinion with X Factor before I had a lot of listening to it. Yeah. But I I find it very hard to get into. And I mean even through this, yeah. I've gotten a better appreciation. Yeah. But I find listening to certain parts of the
1: album tough. Yeah, which is fine because you actually listen to them. Yeah. It's just I don't like when people don't I'm saying like if you give the album a chance and you don't like it, that's Perfect. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. I mean, I've yeah. listened to the album at least. Yeah. At or least
1: if you don't like times. it, if you're like yeah. I haven't really listened to it that much, but I, I don't have don't really like what I heard. But yeah. then if you're like this is the worst, it's the worst. This is the yeah. worst thing whatever. And I'm like do you have you ever listened to it? Well, I listened to it through once. Yeah, but I'm you, like, know those, you know, you yeah.
0: know those album's when you're like you, if you've listened to something as much and it doesn't click, you just don't like it. Yeah. That's you fine. know those albums where yeah. you love them and you can just listen to them all the time. Yeah, Like I have a few albums like that. I listened to uh, Euphoria Morning again yesterday. I listened to it twice. Yeah, that's a great and, album. Oh, man. Well, I miss Chris. But I, I just loved it.
1: Like, this album, for me, has been work. I'll be yeah. honest. Yeah.
0: It's not, like, pretty well the top 12 made albums that I like.
1: Yeah. Well, I have lots of albums like that and lots of bands that I really try to get into, and I'm just like, no, it's not yeah. going to happen. But then at least I can, like... I told you I took that course on the Beatles because I was like, I don't really get the Beatles, what the big deal is about the Beatles. Yeah. And I took that course... And I went through it, I can't remember how many weeks it was. And I got the textbook and I listened to every single album. and listened yeah. to every single song. I watched all the Beatles mo- movies. like, And then afterwards, I was done. And I was like, okay, I guess the Beatles aren't for me. But at least yeah. now I can criticize like, yeah, it from an why, informed opinion. I wasn't just like, the Beatles suck. But that's why And people would be, be like, scary. have you ever heard this album? I'd be like, no, never heard that. I've heard what's on the radio. and
0: Yeah, but that's why you'd be scary. Because you know more about the Beatles than people who love the Beatles. Well, you know, I don't know about that. You know what? I, I got to say to Ken, I brought it up a few times. I listen to Appetite for Destruction all the time now. That yeah. is the best album ever.
1: I think so too. It's I think so from amazing. beginning to end, it's like a perfect album. It's, it's unreal. A perfect album.
0: It's unreal. Yeah. I think yeah. it's my favorite album of all time. Yeah. I've been just listening to it around the clock. I, I listen to it at the gym. I listen to it all the time now. I've, yeah. I've started to become a Guns N' Roses fan. Yeah. Yeah, because I hate Axel.
1: But they peaked at Appetite for Destruction, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Axel's awesome. Anyway, let's go back to anyway, uh, yeah, the song. X Factor. We'll get back to him. <laughs> next All thing right. I know, we'll be into uh, part Absolutely. seven of the X Factor. Yeah, we can't do that.
0: Let's get into the songs,
1: eh? Okay, no. so we got up to... We have two songs left on this album. Yeah. And I've got two B-sides to get into. The next song is 2 AM. Yeah, 2 AM. What do you think of 2 AM? 2 AM to me... um it's, it, like I think this is
0: the only one that really reflects I guess where he's truly at in his mind everything else is like metaphors like yeah. know, he's comparing himself to war or yeah. depths of hell, suicide or hell or whatever this one is actually just like I think he's just like reflecting I mean Bailey and, and Yannick also have uh, have writing credits but it's, to me, it's all Harris. And, oh, yeah. You know, like, listen to this lyric. Like, Life seems so pathetic. I wish I could leave it leave it all behind. This canvas chair, this bed, these walls that fall fallen on my mind. You know, hold on for something better that just drags you through the dirt. I, I almost feel like it's him. But then at the same time, I'm like... It's super dark. You're lead singer of Maiden. Or not lead singer. you own all Maiden. Like, you, you know, like, you've... you've
1: what? But <laughs> at the time, yeah. But you got to admit that, like... He really loved his wife. Yeah, and you're... yeah. And he was going through this divorce, and it was obviously hard, but his band was also like, they're playing to, you know, a quarter, a fifth, the yeah. size crowds, like...
0: Dude, he's like 40, 38 years old, multi-millionaire bass player and maiden, like, he's got options.
1: Yeah, but... You know, although he does look like... You're coming down from, like, yeah. the super high peak, like, think about, like, the World Slavery Tour era. Yeah. Or Seventh Son, right? Like You're on the way down, you and feel then, a bit washed up. Yeah. Do you know what... Um, one
0: thing about Harris I don't mean to beat on him especially in the context of this song but one thing about Steve love Steve genius all that stuff but he looks to me like he has BO do you know what I mean he looks like the (laughs) kind of guy when he comes off a stage he just stinks you know what I mean
1: um maybe I don't (laughs) know I think that's everyone that's like rocking out with a heavy bass on their shoulder and all those
0: lights he's got that stinky metal BO thing what about
1: Bruce when he used to wear the spandex back in the (laughs) I don't know he just smells like the beast on the road (laughs) I figured that you would hate the song because it mentions the TV. And you oh, always talk about, can you see it on the TV? TV. And you always make fun of that. Lyric. I said the wild wind blows, yeah. Yeah, and during I mean, when like... we were talking about when the wild wind blows, you're like, I hate any song that mentions TV. And so I right do, at the yeah. beginning, they mentioned TV. In this, they do. And I was like, Josh's going to hate the song. I, yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah, I don't like the song at all.
1: But there's something about uh, having it, mentioning TV that you don't like in songs. I know, but I, yeah, not only that, like 2 a.m. like What a, about Money for Nothing, where it's like... Yeah, we're oh, gonna move oh, these oh, color TVs. That's, that's
0: that's Sting, isn't it? That's Dire Straits. And no money
1: for nothing. It's Dire Straits. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But your money for nothing and chicks for free, and then Sting's in the middle going, "Ah, Is that
1: Sting? Thing. Yeah, that's Sting. Isn't I did it? not
0: know that. You didn't know that? Nope. Did I just trivia? Maybe this you bit? did. Yeah. I don't know if I did. I have to research this. But. No, but uh, that's what. But it's MTV. It's not TV. It's just, oh, no, but
1: they say they gotta oh, install microwave of it. And say, yeah. Oh, they got a, so something about move a, these color TVs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: true. That's true.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought that was Stain. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it might be. I don't know. Cameo. Anyway. be. I don't know. I'm not a big money or not a big Dire Straits fan, so.
0: Oh, there's like uh, a couple of really good ones. They did a couple of rips on a bar metalism, which was great. Dire Straits
1: course. is another band that uh, everyone was recommending what's the Dire Straits album. Yeah. It has Romeo and Juliet on it and stuff. And i yeah, like, everyone's like, this is a great album. This is a great album. And I listened to that album 20 times, probably. Yeah. And after 20 times, I was like, 20 times is enough. I'm not going to like this album. I do not like it. I don't know.
0: Dire Straits are good, man. The uh, But I was, this, this happened like three days ago, I was having a beer with a friend. And we're in a place, and the music was a bit loud. It was Yellow Belly, the brewery. It was a bit loud. And there was just garbage music, garbage music. That satellite radio. And then, you know, everyone's rock, And then, sultan's a swing comes on oh yeah and like literally and that's cool yeah and i'm like okay i can get into this i've nerd in a while yeah you know i have the album and and then all of a sudden there's, she hit skip and i was just like <laughs> beside myself like i i was like how can you skip that song like it was garbage 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 you got some really, little hipster up there yeah I'm like, like i want the drake to... song to come on. oh my god anyway
1: <laughs> can i tell you something else that happened to me regarding music lately i yeah. heard my first clip of a drake song and I was like, "This is like, me, like what people listen to." Yeah. I'd never heard it before, and someone You've never heard Drake before. No. And I was listening to another podcast, and they played a little clip of ten seconds of Drake, and yeah. I was like, "Holy crap! How can people listen to this?" Anyway, that's. Just no, me. You don't know
0: that's on God's plan, or like calling you on my cell phone. No, I don't, I've never heard radio, it before. Man. I
1: don't listen to the radio.
0: Yeah, you're just podcasting all
1: whole time. I listen to podcasts. and I listen to uh, the Music. local classic rock channel. And that's yeah. it. I downloaded. I haven't heard like yeah. a pop song except. Uh, other than uh, my daughter listens to Jojo Siwa and Katy Perry because she's eight. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a reason we can all enjoy yeah. Katy Perry. <laughs> we'll let that go. So back to 2 a.m. I know we get off on another mm. tangent. Tangent's a good Yeah. Um, not a big fan of the lyrics. I don't know. It's, I don't know. The vocals on it are pretty good. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's like an like a idea for a song that's kind of stretched into a longer song than it should be. It's only 5.38 Five yeah. minutes 38 seconds but it seems like it's i don't know it doesn't do a lot for me i feel like it's a filler i just think like
0: you know and we got to talk about the b-sides and that but they dropped songs off this album i mean how did yeah. the song make it i almost feel like it's a lull before the unbeliever
1: i don't dislike the song it's a pretty good song it has a good solo i've actually i haven't played any clips of this i'll play you a clip of the solo from 2 a.m That's my favorite part of the song when it kind of kicks in a little bit. There's some cool. Nico has some cool uh, drum fills in there, but I like that instrumental part. Other than that, it seems like there's just not a lot going on with the song. You know what I mean? It's kind of blah, yeah. and it's another really slow intro, which by now I'm kind of like enough with the slow intros. Yeah, I just don't like it at all. Yeah, <laughs> I like that middle part that I played the clip of. Yeah, I guess. But overall, like, yeah, I think that's maybe the weakest song on the on the album. Yeah. For me, two AM.
0: Yeah, it's, it's down there for me. I just I find it's dark, but not good dark. And like I keep saying, this album's dark themes. Yeah. But it's like not good dark themes, like sad dark themes, which doesn't really resonate with me for Maiden. I understand the whole, you know, like parody on the dark side of metal. Um, but this just is sad, and I don't find their music is is a music that you enjoy sad. You know, you're not gonna listen to Maiden during a breakup. Well, you so. maybe listen
1: to this album. Yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> yeah, why'd why you leave, Bruce? Why'd you leave me? Um, definitely. Moving on to The Unbeliever. Okay, we'll Bruce. go, yeah.
1: Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, 2 a.m. Let's leave it there. Yeah. It's I'm, not, not, I'm not impressed.
0: Uh, it's in my bottom. I like the songs.
1: I don't mind the sad, the sad songs and the dark whatever, but I like the songs to be a little more, like, more going on and more, like, prog-rocky, where yeah. this one seems very simple yeah. and not a lot going on with it. Unlike The Unbeliever, which has a really cool intro, um, and then it just goes, there's so many riffs crammed in here, and there's so many weird changes. I know you really like the yeah. transitions and stuff. Yeah. So there's a cool, really cool intro in the song. I like the intro, but there's a l- weird part that kind of throws me at the beginning of the song. So it, it's like a little transition between the intro and when the song starts. So the last part of that clip, you heard where it goes like, yeah. it goes up and then comes back down. Does it remind you of this? It's the same notes. You know what that is? That is a, <laughs> that is a clip I pulled off the internet of uh, how to tune your bass. It's just plucking the open strings on the bass. Yeah. So it's just weird that they threw that in. It's like It's just plucking the open strings, going up and then going down. And it just—I don't understand why it's in there. It just seems yeah. sticks out. I don't know. It's mm, strange. So weird. there's this song though, is the most prog rock song that Maiden's done up to this point. The well, until you get into like Final Frontier album. The timings. Remember, you always talk about uh, these weird transitions. When we did Killers, you we were talking about like the parts where like. One riff goes into another, and it's really a strange transition. Yeah. This song is made up totally of that. This clip is all of the parts of the songs that I compressed into 35 seconds. So it's just one part going into another part, going into another part, going into another part. Into another part. So you can just see how many different riffs and how they transition together. It's pretty cool when you actually think about how many different riffs and timings are going on in the song. So it's very, like, weird the way they tie all these different riffs together and transition between them. Yeah. But it makes for a really cool song. I think Blaze's voice in this is amazing. He nails it. Um, He sings really hard in the chorus, which I like. I think this is a a really great closer. Um, If we went back now and redid our best closers, I'd put this a lot higher. I don't know if I even had this on my list.
0: I thought you had this high. Maybe I did. I mean, I didn't re-listen, but I remember... That was my note. I I do, because I remember talking about it. You put it up, and you said it was way underrated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I love, uh, the instrumental part is great. I love how it goes back into the verse out of the instrumental. Really great solos. Yannick's first half of the solo is amazing. Yeah. And it ends with, like, very similar bass part as, like, the intro. Yeah. So it come, kind of comes around. It's eight minutes long. It's very, like, epic, I it's think. It's track. It's, it's, it's a so great closer. And so this place? is... Is it a good
0: them. closer? Or should this have been, like, the fifth or... or fourth or fifth or sixth track and take something like you know Judgment of Heaven which would actually make sense as a closer and you know in the sense that from a theme perspective because one thing we touched on early I think maybe it was in the first or second episode about how the track order for me does nothing yeah you know, I think you argued it does
1: well um, I did like Sign of the Cross as an opener is what we were talking about
0: yeah okay I, I feel it's all over the place starts huge Sign of the Cross yeah. ends with this there's just in the second half yeah of the of the album for me there's just way too much filler repetitiveness yeah you know 2am was the edge of darkness i mean even like you know judgment of heaven i like a lot but like the themes just seem to i don't know they're not like building together it just seems like the same kind of i don't know I, I if you could take this and shift it earlier um i think it would do something for the album yeah i don't maybe. think people know this track that
1: well yeah because it's one of the best songs on the album yeah, i think it's buried it's up there and yeah it is kind of buried 2 behind 2am leads in Ugh. yeah 2am is kind of a yeah. lull right before the end yeah. but, and the other thing people talk about is there's a bunch of b-sides for this album which well let's get into them now Let's do it. so we already talked about I Live My Way which mm. I played a clip from when we did Lord of the Flies yep. there's two other b-sides which I kind of left until now so this is the first time they recorded more songs than they needed for the album and some of the ones they cut I think would have been better to go on and maybe mm. cut I don't know what song you'd cut Maybe 2AM and... I'm not sure which other one. Oh, but I mean, you could probably replace some songs mm-hmm. on there with some of the... Because the ones they cut are like fast rockers. And there's only really one or maybe two on this album. Right? Yeah. Man on the Edge and maybe Lord of the Flies.
0: i take Judgment of Heaven, which I like. And I'd, I'd move that i'd shake it up a bit but I'd, I'd move that kind of song from a theme perspective to like a matter and death or two a later album
1: okay so have you heard any and of these b-sides justice of the peace or judgment day no i haven't so justice of the peace is it's a it's a rocker it has a great chorus the verses aren't that great the lyrics are horrible yeah but i know it had and the, it kind of has an unfinished demo feel to it but it's a b-side this might have been more to get like buried a little bit into the album to give like a you know a bit of a, a shot of adrenaline too, You know what I mean The yeah. the s- slow plodding Maiden songs Waiting
0: for justice
1: Waiting for justice of the peace Waiting for justice Waiting for justice of the peace
0: When I remember back the of yesterday with all the friends and all the time when were
1: So there could have been a decent song if they had a, I really hate the lyrics of the song. But I mean it's got some good riffs and the chorus is kind of catchy. That little guitar lick that they play at the end of the lines of the chorus is pretty cool. The lyrics are uh, like When I remember back the memories of yesterday with all the friends and all the times when people were carefree and walking down the street when everyone knew everyone and all the houses' doors were open. No one had to care. Those days are gone. Waiting for justice. Waiting for justice with the beast. It's just like... I know These could have been like first draft lyrics, but they're pretty horrible lyrics, I think. But I mean, this could have been developed, I think, into a good song and put on the album. The other one, Judgment Day is a wait this is actually a really good song and this one should have definitely been on the album i think i don't know why they cut it if they were just trying to go with like a theme of the darkness you know what i mean i don't know um it's got a really great chorus Fire, great and uh, it has a lot of potential yeah so I think that would have been great I don't know why they left that as a B-side because I think it's better than some songs on the X-Factor yes definitely yeah and it has really great solos during solos yeah that's awesome. missing from the album yeah it's another up-tempo track they could have buried it in a few tracks in after man on the edge just to kind of come up out of this like darkness for a yeah. bit and then they could maybe go back into two yeah. or three slower ones to end the album out
0: yeah it would have definitely broken it up given yeah. a good transition and made you wake up because that my, my one complaint not my one complaint one of many complaints is that i find like this album you can tune it out yeah and i'll be listening and i'll be like okay this is good and then like you know, um, by the time you're at, you know, Judgment of Heaven, for me, it starts to just slide down a bit. Okay. And then, um, you know, you wake up and yeah, I actually have to like purposely focus on
1: certain songs just to listen. Okay. To See, hands. I don't find that. I find it great. I get a little mm. bit like that on um, Edge of Darkness. Yeah. I find it to be, I don't know. It's That song seems like it's 20 minutes to me sometimes when I listen to it. I don't know what it is about that song. Because yeah. I do like it when I'm listening to it. I'm like, this is pretty good. But then I don't know. But yeah, that could have been a good song to throw in just to mix it up a bit. Yeah, I think so. I think that yeah. should be in there. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's we, the X over, Factor. We, we did it. We finished it. Over blood on the world's hands. I really like blood on the world. Tanks. I know you yeah, do. That's it. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't cut that one. No. <laughs> It's good. Well, we covered album. the yeah.
0: tracks. Now we got to give our takeaway on the album. Right. Well, how, did, how was it received? How, was it, how did it come out?
1: So in Britain, it was kind of panned the critic yeah. by critics. There's one guy, Chris Watts, at Kerrang! magazine. And he wrote a really like sarcastic review, and he called it like a comedy record in his review. And Steve Harris got read it and got super angry and went to his office in London, and he wanted to see if he would say it to his face. No <laughs> so no he way. went there, and uh, I got a quote from Steve. This is from my uh, Blaze Bailey book that I was talking about last episode. Yeah. He said, I'm glad he wasn't there because I probably would have fucking whacked him or at least got him against the wall or done something stupid and that gets you nowhere. I'm not a violent person but I was wound up. <laughs> I was wound
0: up. Oh my God.
1: So yeah. But it won album of the year in France and Germany and Steve Harris always says this one and Peace of Mind and Seven Son are his three favorite Maiden albums. So. Who said that? Steve Harris. Really? Yeah. Which wow. I could see because it's very personal for him I think
0: yeah interesting
1: yeah and then it was kind of a a dip like I've got a peak chart positions here. so I'll go through the United Kingdom it went it was a uh, number of the beast was number one, peace of mind went to number three, power slave to number two somewhere in time number three. three, seventh son to number one, no prayer to number two fear the dark to number one and X factor got to number eight. so it's a bit of a drop. but then if you go to the United States, number of the beast went to 33 peace of mind fourteen power slave 21 somewhere in time eleven. Seven Sun, 12, No Prayer, 17, Fear of the Dark, 12, and X Factor peaked at 147. Wow. So, the so you're telling not... me that
0: in the U.S., Seven Sun was the highest?
1: Somewhere in time. Oh, I thought you said Seven Sun was twelfth. It was, Somewhere in Time was 11. <sighs> yep. Yeah. Two great albums. Not that album sales reflect quality of albums or anything. It's just, it kind of shows if it, like...
0: Price implies quality, never. Price implies
1: quality. But you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. It just shows it wasn't as received as well, like...
0: Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I definitely... Now, you
1: always have those European countries that just, like, go crazy for me and race.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, I'm going to give you my wrap-up at the end. Okay. Next up, we've got... The, don't we have an interview with our good friend Fergus?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Fergal. Fergal, who we accidentally called Fergus for, two episodes known ago. No, Formerly yeah. known as Fergal, now it's <laughs> Fergus. So, Fergal. Yeah, we have a, uh interview with him where... He had a unique take on it. I'm not going to do a big preamble. We'll just... Uh,
0: this yeah, is a interview with Fergal. That's excellent. All right. We're here with uh, Fergal Trainer. Fergal, uh, where are you calling from in
1: Ireland?
2: I'm calling from Dublin, Ireland at the moment.
1: So uh, last time I saw you, we were screaming uh, Blaze Bailey lyrics at each other at the carton horses.
2: Ha, we were indeed, yeah. We were.
1: There's a big group of us having a, a
2: Blaze Bailey uh, sing-along yeah, I, I think I instigated that, to be honest with I you. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you cleared the bar.
1: <laughs> so I thought it'd be uh, good, since you're a huge Blaze fan, to uh, get your thoughts on X-Factor.
2: My own kind of um, journey with Iron Maiden started with Blaze Bailey, really, Um a friend of mine, Kevin, who was actually at the London gigs, who you would have met in the cart and Horses as well, um, he got the, the, the Best of the Beast album, he bought it, but it was the double CD version of the album. I don't know if you're familiar with the album. I do, I have
1: it at home The uh, on CD, the double one, yeah
2: yeah so we so he sorry he bought the double cd um version of the album we would have been about 16 at the time so we listened to a lot of rock music and stuff but that was like would have been the first metal band probably that we listened to and um, this is going to date me now age-wise but uh, i recorded this double cd album onto a mini disc and uh, i brought this mini disc home and i I used to listen to the best of the beast on mini disc and the first four tracks on the best of the beast are actually uh, on the double cd version as opposed to the single cd version are actually blaze bailey tracks because they went in reverse chronological order because at the time of release in 1996 Blaze was actually the singer of the band it was in between the X Factor and virtual 11
1: those were virus
2: yeah
1: and was it man on, edge, man on the edge yeah son of the cross and was it afraid to shoot strangers is that the
2: exactly yeah so they had a um, they had blaze they had virus which is a newly recorded song for the best of the beast uh, never released anywhere else it's actually a great song actually um, and then they just to beef up the blaze content I think they added a live version of Afraid to shoot strangers, which was obviously a Bruce song from Fear the Dark. But um so so basically any time I went to play Iron Maiden, the only Iron Maiden I had was the Best of the Beast mini disc. And when I put it on those were the first songs that came on. So I just heard Blaze's voice. When I wanted to listen to Iron Maiden, the first voice I heard was Blaze. And then later on, I actually bought the double CD album. And again, like you you start with CD one, and, and Blaze was the first voice I heard when I heard Iron Maiden. Now, I mean, I didn't even have the internet at that time. It would have been 2002. And um, I didn't know there were different singers of Iron Maiden. All of that came along. A, a bit later you know you started kind of noticing different tones of voice you're like that doesn't sound like the same person from Run to the Hills uh, or, or Strange World or whatever you know so you kind of piece it together bit by bit but at the time I was just like wow this is Iron Maiden these are really good and I loved Virus and I loved Sign of the Cross and those were the songs that I became familiar with because they were the first songs on the CD and that's just that's a matter of like that's just the way it happened, you know, like it's a matter of circumstance. But because of that, I immediately associated Blaze with Iron Maiden from from the very start of when I started listening to them.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So in an actual an actual fact, like it, it set you up to give them a chance, which is interesting. I remember the first time I heard Blaze, uh, it was actually, uh, well, I, I'd heard a bunch of it, uh, I don't know, from whatever playlist that Nesbitt had made up on my NaNo, but I remember we were listening to shit, Nesbitt, and I said... I don't know, this can't be Bruce. And you were like, no, it's Blaze. And then I was like, there's two singers? And you were like, there's
2: three. (laughs) And it's the same
0: kind of thing, you know? It was just how you started out. Yeah.
2: And like then, I mean, you know, when I kind of gained a bit more knowledge down the line, I I ended up buying Run to the Hills, the book by Mick Wall. I'm sure you've both read it, have you? Uh, I have, yeah. I haven't. Okay, it's a very good book. It's the authorized biography of Iron Maiden, but it's still a very good book. And I obviously, I mean, all of the information is there. And it, it's only a short time later that I bought that. But in my mind, it's like years later that I bought that. But it's just because that period of my life, was so like so many things happened that it seems like a period of years but it's probably just a few months but I, I was I was obviously able to piece all the pieces together after reading the book but there was a period of time where i didn't have a clue who was who or what was what and i was reading the kind of uh, credits on the songs and trying to piece together who was who and I, I didn't realize that on the back of the cd there's three pictures and each of them depicts a different lineup of iron maiden and in each one it's actually a different singer so there's the blaze bailey lineup the bruce dickinson lineup and the paul diano lineup and you know, when you're at first glance, you're just looking at this, you're like, oh, guys in leather jackets, cool. <laughs> like, you know, they just look like people in a band, but like over time, I kind of piece it together. It's like, ah, it starts with Blaze, then it goes into Bruce, and then it goes to the very start, it goes back to Paul Diano. So my introduction anyway was was true Blaze. And reading the book, Run to the Hills, kind of gave me a great insight into the Blaze era tracks. So by that time, I'd started buying the albums one by one. Uh, we used to go into, into town in Dublin city, and kind of buy albums as we could afford them so it'd be me and kevin and like he'd buy one album he'd buy like um number of the beast and i'd say like okay well i'll buy paris slave and then he'd buy like seven Son, and i'd buy uh no prayer for the dying or something because <laughs> you'd get up to get up up. yeah yeah <laughs> um so like kind of that's the way we did it and eventually uh, in hmv one day a music shop they were having a, a sale and um i mean we've been paying like 20 euro for a CD. I remember I bought brave new world for 22 euro like that's how much CDs used to cost back in the day And that was a lot of money for a 16 year old But I remember um, the X Factor was on sale for 1099 In the HMV sale and I was like, oh, I'm definitely buying this I've been reading about this album in the book and I only actually knew two songs from the album from the best of the beast Because the only ones from the X Factor were man on the edge and sign of the cross Just um, so there was a whole nine songs on it that I didn't know <laughs> That's and that's why it was uh, 1099 <laughs> yeah, but I was like, this is such good value for money. Like, because, like, the other, like, number of the beast, I already knew three of the eight songs, you know. Uh, I think from Seven Son, I knew four of the eight songs. That's how I used to work out what albums I wanted to buy. I was like, what's the best value for money here? It's songs that aren't on Best of the Beast and songs that I haven't heard yet. So that's kind of how I used to look at the CDs as well. And I, I was like, well, there's nine new songs here. So this is, and it's only $10.99. It's a great value for money. So I brought it home and I put it on. And Steve had. Repeatedly said in interviews for run to the hills the book that it was one of his top three favorite Iron Maiden albums He listed that peace of mind on seven son as his three favorite and I'd already heard the other two So I was like I have to complete this trilogy of Steve's favorite albums And I put on the X Factor expecting something completely different and to be honest from the start. It just blew me away Wow uh, I it just it was, Blaze's voice, like, I was used to it having heard it on the other songs, but, I mean, I think the second song in is Lord of the Flies, and I just think, for me, that's one of the best Iron Maiden songs ever. It's like uh, the hook of the chorus, it's just, it's so dark, it's so menacing, and it's just completely different to anything that Bruce ever sang. I don't know if you agree or, or not, but that's kind of, that was my take on it straight away.
1: Yeah, I love Lord of the Flies. I love a lot of the songs on this album, and that's the thing with this album, it's really different. The cover art's different. It sounds different. It's just a completely different maiden album.
2: Exactly, yeah. And, like, as the album goes on, and as I kind of grew used to the album, I looked into it a bit more. Like, I mean, there's a lot of songs based on literature and films, which is standard procedure for Iron Maiden. But I think the choices here are are quite interesting. So you've got Lord of the Flies, which is a book that we're all probably familiar with, but, you know, has themes of chaos and abandonment and and search for a leader. And I think it's no coincidence that this was one of the um, works of art that inspired a song on The X Factor because they were in a period of chaos. They did feel like they'd been abandoned by Bruce Dickinson. I know Steve and Nico certainly did based on interviews they did at the time. And I mean, Obviously, Steve has always been the leader, but on stage, Bruce was the leader. I mean, watch any of the videos, like Bruce took charge of the stage. So to include a song like Lord of the Flies, I think, is, is no coincidence. Then you look at another song, uh, The Edge of Darkness, which is based on Apocalypse Now. But again, like, what is Apocalypse Now, the film, about? It's about a man traversing a river, going into the unknown, uh, and all the obstacles he faces along the way and like it's he doesn't know what he's going to meet at the end and i to be honest i think the fact that steve and blaze decided to write a song based on apocalypse now again is no coincidence because they were going into the unknown um they were kind of unsure of what they were going to meet at the end and it i think it's a metaphor for what the band was going through at the time i mean steve had just been through a divorce he divorced his childhood sweetheart they've been together for 16 years he had four kids his lead singer who'd been on Iron Maiden albums for the past 13 years had just left. No one had any clue what was gonna happen next. And again, I think like later on, uh, or there's like also like Falling Down, uh, which is what Man on the Edge is based on. What's that film about? It's about a man who's stuck in traffic, who has reached the end of his tether and finally loses his mind and goes absolutely insane. And it's like, it's no coincidence that all of these films and books and works of art started inspiring songs on this album. I think. There's a collective theme that pervades the album uh, from from the very start right up through to the, to the entire album.
1: Yeah, well, that's what me and Josh were talking about earlier. Is it's a really dark time for Maiden, and you get a really dark album from Steve Harris. I don't
0: know. I I I'd, I'd come at you a bit on that Virgil. Like uh, I definitely, uh, you know, the the movie themes I liked it, but I found the album just overall so dark, and I found some of the movie references a bit weak. And theme, and I found like it was just like they were reaching. I thought the song, like 2 a.m., kind of really summed up, I think, where Steve was at in his head. And I just don't think it was like uh, a great place. In t- like it's just such a dark album, but I think like we focus so much on the vocal differences that we miss the fact that just Adrian is missing. And it's just to me, it would have been such a better uh, guitar heavy album and and less so lyrically in some ways derived i don't know it's like i'm not putting it down too much i thought the uh the edge of darkness i heard a darkness song i thought that was that that was excellent uh, i definitely agree with you on lord of the flies I Thought 2 a.m was almost like a bit too much but you know that theme i don't know if they hit it for me i mean i i don't know it seems a bit contrived
2: but I mean, look, look at another song, Fortunes of War. Yeah. Um, like, again, Steve just gone through a divorce. Fortunes of War, what are the fortunes of war? And he's basically saying in the song, the fortunes of war are no pain anymore. So he's just been through a war. Uh, so the song on the surface is like, well, it's about war. You know, it's about a battle, it's about conflict, like a lot of the songs seem to be. But I think a level deeper than that, he's like, he's come out of a war, his own personal war. And as a result, he has no pain. I, like i think the team really does carry what quite strongly through a lot of the songs like it, it, i think it kind of underpins the entire album to the point that i listen to it as a whole i don't pick and choose songs from it and i actually think the album is better served listened to straight through rather than kind of picking a song here or a song there i don't think the songs do well kind of when they're on their own i don't think while well, i enjoyed hearing bruce sing lord of the flies i don't know if it did too well In that tour, because it's kind of plucked out of the album, out of sequence, and it's it's out of its comfort zone. I think.
1: Yeah, well, I just find it has such a dark feel and such a dark theme to everything. It's not; it's almost like a concept album. Not in that it has a story, but it's all kind of relating to this really dark
2: time in Maiden. Exactly. Like, and I mean, when I go to listen to something different. Like if I, if I want to listen to Iron Maiden, you know, I think of the albums, Number of the Beast, Peace of Mind, Paraslave, Seven Sun and Somewhere in Time. I think of them all, I compartmentalize them all into the same place in my mind. And then if I want to listen to something a bit different, I'll go to Brave New World or I'll go to A Matter of Life and Death. But if I want to listen to something that's still Iron Maiden, but it's completely different. I always go to the X Factor because it's so unique. It's even quite different to Virtual 11, which came directly after it. But it just, I think it stands on its own in the discography. And I think it's unique, as it, as we've said it many times, it's quite dark, but it has this certain charm um, a certain X factor, if you will. <laughs> oh, how long have you been saving that one? I, I just think it's 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 a unique and uh, it's a treasure, I think, in the discography of Iron Maiden. And I wish more people would listen to it and give it the time that I think it deserves. Because to me, it's always sounded great. And it's always been... Uh, one of the, it's one of my top five Iron Maiden albums, actually, and I think since day one, I just, I just loved it. I just connected with it, and I can connect with the emotion in Blaze's voice. I think he believes every single word he's saying, and if you see him live, I think it rings true even more. He believes every single word. You can see it in his eyes, you can see it in his gestures, you can see it in his entire person. He just believes every single word of it.
0: Yeah, I, I would. Uh, I I definitely really appreciate your perspective on it. I like I like the angle you're taking. For myself, um, I'm not I'm not near as uh, into it as you are. And I came about it from the exact opposite angle, trying to justify if this is even Maiden. You know, Man on the Edge to me is a Maiden song. Um, you know, a lot of the rest of the stuff, I it definitely is. Of course, it's Maiden, but for me, it's such a, you know, it, it just steps away so much from what I'm used to that's not that i'm uncomfortable with that it's just that it just really doesn't resonate with me and um, when you were just talking about seeing him live i think that would be a huge step forward for me because one of the things about this album that i find and you said listen it to uh you know chronologically which is all i did um except when i zoomed in on a few to make some notes i've listened to this chronologically a lot i find the energy in the album for me isn't great i don't resonate with it i find like i really miss adrian i don't uh, you know I, I find I, I tune it out I honestly do and it's just as the album wears on I get less attached to it with the exception of right at the end so it's 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 an interesting angle on it I mean I, I think it adds definitely adds what you're saying to the whole uh, you know to their whole uh, body of work for sure but I, I'd, I'd be hard pressed to put at my top five you know
2: fair enough yeah mm. to each their own yeah yeah but I like your analysis I gotta say it's giving me a new perspective now I kinda wanna re-listen again <laughs> One thing I'd like to add as well is uh, my favorite piece of guitar of any Iron Maiden song ever is in "Sign of the Cross." It kicks in about nine minutes, and then about nine fifteen, when it starts going. That's my favorite guitar riff in any of Iron Maiden songs ever. I just think it's just so unbelievably catchy and just. It makes me want to do air guitar and headbang. And that's exactly what I did when I saw them in Belfast. Unfortunately, when I saw them in London, I was queuing for a pint while the sign of the cross was on. And I was queuing the entire song because the bar staff are so slow. But uh, yeah, I, just, I, I absolutely love that song and that particular part of that song.
0: Yeah, that's deadly. I, I'm mortal sin there, queuing for a pint in the middle of a concert.
2: <laughs> As you know, uh, I was thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do?
0: Right on. Well, Fergal, we're going to thank you so much for coming and giving us your perspective. It's very unique, and I got to say, based on uh, your performance at the Carton and Horses, I think uh, you could have been on stage there. And certainly, when you when you were singing it, we were all around. Uh, that was uh, that was one of the highlights of the trip for us. And uh, the passion you have for Blaze, I mean, definitely, I got to say, it's it's you know the more people that are into Blaze, like I started off when we started this podcast, I discounted it, and now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more and more grown a, a fan of Blaze. Um, I'm still not where you're at. I don't think I'll get there, Um, but, uh, I definitely have a lot of respect for him. I love your passion for it. And I really want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on and giving us that perspective today.
2: Right. Thanks very much. It was a pleasure to be uh, here. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh,
0: actually, you know, we should give our listeners some context on that because, well, first off, that was some, some great work by Fergal there. I got to say he was excellent. It's been a few weeks since we did that. It's been quite a while, actually.
1: Yeah, we did it for episode two. Yeah. But then we didn't have room for it. Yeah. And then we are going to do it in episode three, which we thought was going to be the final episode. That's right. But then we ran into four episodes, so.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because I feel like I've been a little up and down, but more or less I'm 100% behind what I said there and where I'm at. And he did Mm -hmm. definitely change my perspective, uh, probably more so in London than after, when we came back and started prepping again. We had done a lot of listening before, you know. I just saw his passion. I said, "Give it more of a chance." Um, but um, yeah, he's 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 a great dude. Uh, he, when he said
1: there, it's in his top five albums. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> this is like his favorite album for sure. Maybe his his top two. I don't know. Well, the um, thing is, it's 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 a really good album. I can't put it in my top five because then I'm saying it's better than Beast, Peace of Mind, Power Slave, Seventh Son. I'm saying better. Say no, but if favorite. I'm putting it in my top five then it would have to be better than at least one of those five albums yeah. I named to knock one of them out of the top five. Possible. Which I can't do. And A Matter of Life and Death. And then, you know, yeah. Book Souls. And then the first two. It's just... Yeah. I can't... I, like, I really like it, but all the Maiden albums I love so much that I just can't put it in my top five. That's right. But one thing that he said is... And I think it's, like, one of the main things that I'd like to drive home after talking about this album for four hours... Yeah. <laughs> is people just need to give this album a chance yeah and let this try to let songs like grow on you because it's a little off-putting at first
0: yeah
1: and if you just give it a chance you might not like it but you who knows right you might end up really liking at least parts of it yeah because i think a lot of people just don't give it that chance they don't give it that go yeah Yeah. and
0: like for him it was it was the way he started you know it just hooked him early and I, I, I guess I can see that, you know, like, I mean, look, I'm here, you know, I'm no different. I mean, the matter of life and death, right? Yeah. For me, it was like, well, that was your
1: I'm... intro point. Yeah.
0: My intro was, uh, the best of the beast. Right. That was when you guys got me into it. But then remember a matter of life and death came as soon as I left right. to go overseas and you put them and I was listening to, um, best of the beast quite a, a lot. And I had the, I think I had them all at my Nano, but it was just so many songs. I just like best of the beast. Yeah. And uh, Howl was on it, and The Evil That Men Do, and, like, my favorite tracks were on it. And then you put A Matter of Life and Death on it. And then I just started to listen to that. I don't even know why, but, uh, you know.
1: Well, that was the new album at the time, so I guess, yeah. It's funny, though, because I like hearing you talk about X Factor and the Blaze albums. Yeah. Um, I'm going to surprise you now. I have, I, I went back to our first... Half a dozen episodes oh, of this podcast, Oh god. and I made a few clips of you talking oh, about shit. how much you hate boys. Oh, okay. you <laughs> just to show you how far you've so come in your, your opinion. It.
0: Should we reflect on this beer first? <laughs> okay, well, let me just. No, play I'm this just kidding. Though. I'm kidding.
1: Play the clip. Let's do it.
0: Uh, I'm never gonna love these albums. The ongoing debate about Blaze Bailey era. I mean. uh, oh, it'll never. <laughs> it'll never happen. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, you know, park it there. But for me. Uh, Blaze—he's—he's a he's, he's subbing in. You got a thousand CDs. Blaze isn't in there, but anyway. Well, he did the best he could. He got in. He always wanted it. And, uh, he doesn't have the vocal range of
1: Bruce, Bruce but yeah, you know, which is what everyone so, knows.
0: Which what everyone knows. But what I've been saying the whole time, and what you've been—you've been fighting against.
1: Which is what? Which is
0: that Blaze Bailey has created something unique or something that's somewhat interesting. In reality, he was just filling the void. And I've listened to the Blaze Bailey albums. I think I've gotten through them twice each, and to be honest with you, pulling teeth. When I listen to them, I know everything that's coming, but it's just like cringy for me. Like yeah. you know, it's not it's not an album that I've listened to at the same same level. Um, the other maiden albums, you know. I mean, if if you were to hear this, you'd say, Oh, he hasn't listened to them much. I've probably been through them, you know, in the last couple of years. 10 times each tops. Okay. Um, but, you know, more than I would give any any other album. I mean, if it was Maiden, I wouldn't even have it on my phone or I wouldn't have it in my library. For me, I, Blaze is a subbing in. It's what it is. And yeah, they're, they're Iron Maiden, but I'm not going to be cheering them on. I mean, you know, you're not taking them on your desert island disc. They're not going with you on that. The plane's going down and you got ten CDs. No one in the world say taking... you got a thousand CDs blazes and in there. But anyway... <laughs> no, so, I... uh... Yeah. Oh my god, Pretty that's harsh. harsh. Do you... <laughs> that is harsh. But when you snip it up like that... I know, it's a selective I was kidding, editing. I was... I yeah. was... Cash a lot of those statements.
1: There's a few of the times too when we were in like some pretty uh, heated <laughs> debates when I snipped that. So it is selectively edited, get, but uh did you did you, are any of
0: those are those all live on the air? Remember the time. One of had...
1: them is from a last episode. Oh okay. where we uh, had a few too many beers and yeah, we realized we, got, we couldn't no, release it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were telling remember we were telling a few
1: of our fans that we were like yeah. we got
0: we got in a big fight one time and everyone's like, release it. Yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, we no. Yeah. We I can't release it because it. it's
1: two people screaming over each other. Yeah, <laughs> At the no, same
0: time. I, I, was that the power sleep one?
1: No, that oh, was no, a, just no. one we did. Because uh, we did that with power sleep. We too. recorded an episode, and then we had a few beers and watched the Death on the Road DVD. Oh, okay. And drank a few beers, and we're like, "Let's do an episode. Let's just do a one <laughs> off the cuff, and we'll just ad lib." And it just turned into a big mess. <laughs> we just <started> curse <laughs> that um You know what? But uh, you've come a long way. I've so come, come a long yeah. way, but I can
0: still I can that inner voice isn't that far away. Yeah, and I. My the only difference is, you know, through this podcast, I mean, I've been learning City Belt. You know, I like it. I know it's fun. Yeah. And um, I don't claim to be a a, a blaze pro by any measure. Yeah. But I've got a lot more respect for him than I had then. Yeah. But I still think that what I said there's legitimate. And and I would I would put it this way, and I don't mean this to be harsh, but I'll put it this way. If the Blaze Bailey, Maiden, was Maiden. I wouldn't be doing a podcast on it
1: if that was the only Maiden. Yeah. If yeah. there was sixteen albums like that. Yeah. And even if they had the same,
0: like, to me, I can get it, but it's, you know, so much of it is leveraged off the rest.
1: Right. Okay. Everything. Yeah.
0: You you pick you look back through my favorite pieces like you know uh, Man on the Edge, uh, Sign the Cross. I saw it live with with Bruce. Right. Um, Lord of the Flies, same mm-hmm. thing. Um, those songs are tangential to, to the rest of Maiden for me, so they're important. Right, and I really respect Blaze, um, but you know I respect a lot of musicians. I just, for me, Iron Maiden, the, the 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 Bruce. I don't want I don't want people to get the perspective that I'm taking Blaze down or that he's. Re- I just have Bruce and Maiden so high I mean even like Killers I love you know that I love Iron Maiden but I love them from a historic more so than the music I've heard people debate that Iron Maiden is the best I've heard people say Killers is the best you used to say that but for me it's that early era and then when Bruce returned like that's Maiden to me and the rest of it is also Maiden but that's the that's the gold standard Right. right you know there's all these four trucks and then there's the best ones throughout the years like they're all four trucks so i was wrong when i said it's not maiden to me yeah. i meant that it doesn't fulfill the points i mean yeah. but i still stand by most of what i said but i've come around that i respect him a lot yeah. i think there's a lot better music in there than i'd give the credit for because i didn't listen to it as much as i should have which is what you just emphasized and which is what our listeners should take away which is listen to these and give them a chance but I'll still say, yeah, this doesn't hit the things that draws me to Maiden, and I still find it a bit of a chore to listen to, and I think that it wasn't the best time for the band, independent of the change of Blaze. Yeah, there were so many other factors, so I, I largely stand by, it, but I've come around a lot. Yeah, well, I like, come around a
1: lot. I really like the albums. Yeah, I like. I have criticisms. Like, it's a little dark. It's a little depressing. There's too many maybe whoa 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 parts. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I think like in hindsight. People like it now, like Maiden's back with Bruce and they can kind of accept these albums for like what they are. Like at the time, I think people saw this as Maiden minus Bruce. And I think it was more of a backlash about a lack of Bruce and not so much, you know, I don't think it was like Blaze so much as just like the lack of Bruce and anyone else in there. I think there was like a big backlash against that. And I think that's a lot of where the negativity for these albums come from. And I think in Blaze's solo albums... Because I've listened to a lot of his solo albums. I've got his Infinite Entanglement trilogy. He's like He has a good voice. And he's very talented. He was kind of put into a position with Maiden of trying to modify it and try to sing these songs that were out of his range. Yeah. But the ones that were written for him, I think he did a great job. I don't know, he's kind of shown, he's a great singer, a great performer. He's, I don't know, he's like a, a class act. Like he He's oh. 100% into it for the fans. Yeah, And I think people see that now and they kind of go back and judge these albums unbiased. And I think that's why there's a lot of like people, I think, are reevaluating these albums yeah. now.
0: On on that, I want to I want to f- jump in there before you finish. Yeah. On that one thing that when I hear those quotes, that 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 one thing that does make me a little cringy is I have a lot of respect for him now, and I've yeah. seen so many of our fans sending pictures, and he's torn around and all the positive yeah. quotes. I feel like why was I taking him down? That's yeah. not fair. He's such a great guy, and he's yeah. talented, and his own stuff is awesome. Yeah. So on that side, I felt bad. Second thing is, and what you just alluded to, you just mentioned it. There's so much change to scapegoat him. There's so much change, the fact that Adrian's gone, um, the fact that the way that the album was mixed, I don't yeah. think it's it's definitely yeah the Martin version right is gone yeah yeah so he feels lesser. Harris is different than normal. It's got the songwriting is, is so different yeah the songwriting is different yeah. even the cover art is off yeah. the timing it was released relative to the other albums right How and metal watched? it was a weird time yeah. for metal when it came out too yes um, if you put it on yeah. Blaze it's like you know. He's one of the many things that
1: yeah. changed at the time. Yeah, he's just... Yeah, yeah. he's
0: one of a myriad of changes. Yep. Yeah. So And so I think a lot of that... There's yeah. so
1: much change. Like you were saying, the cover art is like way... A huge change. The new singer, metal's in a weird spot. It's not cool. Um, the songwriting structures are weird. It's really dark. And the new lead singer... Like, it's just so much change at once. I think at the time... It was, yeah, like, off-putting, I keep saying, for, like, fans to accept. The other thing I was thinking is, like, would Maiden be huge now if Bruce had never left? Because they just had no prayer and fear of the dark. Would they have just kind of, like, fizzled out? Because those, you know, I don't know. He he lost his passion for it, totally. Something had to change, right? Bruce was kind of sick of being in Maiden. Uh, And Blaze kind of, like, breathed new life into the band. He kind of came in there. In a way, he kind of, like, saved Maiden. You know, like, I know it, it. you can kind of look at it as Maiden, that whole style of metal is getting like kind of uncool and unpopular and like Bruce kind of jumped ship. They got a replacement and then, you know, he came back when metal, when that kind of music was starting to get cool again, it was having a resurgent and then Bruce kind of jumped back and like Bruce came back, Adrian came back, Maiden took off, they're bigger than ever. I kind of feel like Maiden... If Bruce hadn't left and Blaze hadn't came in, would they have had that momentum from the comeback to really drive them back yeah, up to the top? Because they're bigger than ever now. Yeah. Yeah. But I have a feeling if yeah, if Bruce hadn't left, I think they would have just kind of maybe done another album yeah. too. Like I couldn't. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it 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 is so hard to, you know, to to know what would have happened if it did. You know, if he wasn't there yeah and you know um man such an interesting perspective and it's so easy to look back to hindsight 2020 yeah you know and at the time there was so many unknowns but you know i mean you know sometimes i find we have these debates and i think maybe we need to go back to like our favorite for an album like our favorite this or that or the other because like i love iron maiden so much yeah (laughs) that I really like this album, but yeah. like if you hear me describing it, you think I wouldn't like it. But like I'd put this album, yeah, when I said there it wouldn't be on my thousand discs, this is in my top twenty discs because yeah. I'm, I'm not going. If I got sixteen discs, it's the sixteen studio albums. Yeah. If I've got if I've got twenty, I play for sure. now some Zeppelin. no, <laughs> I'm getting Zeppelin, once through four, then yeah. Appetite, yeah. then you know a few others. Like so, yes, it's there. Um, so that's that's really I have yeah. to I have to put that caveat in there. This album starts so strong. There's some fucking amazing tracks yeah.
1: on There's some great tracks yeah. on it. It is a really good Maiden album. And yeah. all I always say, when, like I've mentioned this when we did, I think when we did Final Frontier, and I mentioned it with A Matter of Life and Death, is a lot of people are stuck in the, yeah, you know, peace of mind, power slave, number of yeah. the beast. And they're like, that's Maiden. Maybe okay. Seven Sun, Summer in Time. And I'm like... I just really want people to give these albums a chance. Give these albums a chance. And I don't care if you yeah. like it or not. Like, if you yeah. listen to this album ten times and you're like, no, not for me. Or you're like, yeah. this is the worst, I hate it, then that's fine. Yeah. But I just don't, it really bothers me when people maybe have heard one or two songs and they're like, that's not Bruce. And they just hate it. They hate it, yeah. By default, yeah. Yeah. Like, when you read online, you see a lot of people, like, trashing these albums in, like, one or two sentence reviews mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'd like to ask all those people to name, like, three songs off this album. And then, or else your opinion yeah. doesn't count. Yeah. I think a lot of people probably couldn't.
0: Unbeliever for me, Sign of the Cross, Man on the Edge, Lord of the Flies, all awesome. Yeah. Awesome I love tracks. Fortunes of War. Yeah. I, yeah. Judgment of Heaven. I, I mean, love
1: that too. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. yeah. No, it's good, it's a good A few album. weaker tracks
0: in the middle, yeah, I, I, I put it up there, but when you say it, you know, like Final Frontier and no Matter of Life and Death and, and Book of Souls, to me, those albums are at another level. Like, yeah. Just why well, I, I I love those albums, you know? Yeah. Which in some ways, someone might listen to me and look at me and say, you know, oh, you're, uh, you know, X Factor. And you even said Iron Maiden is, is you know, you're so Bruce that, you know, you respect it, but isn't one of your favorites. But like, I've got these four Bruce albums at the end that most people ignore. Yeah. That I just hang on to. So like, I'm, I love most Maiden albums. Yeah. Oh, I love them all. Yeah. But I mean, I just. I, you know, there's some that I really, really, really like, and there's some that I'm totally Yeah.
1: But with. I like that there's these weird albums that don't fit, yeah. that kind of stick out, because it just makes it more interesting. You but know? every You're band has the history. Yeah. No true. one
0: has the consistency. I mean, yeah. most most big bands, I mean, you know, like you can take bands like Nirvana, whatever, yeah. and you can look at them and people think they're iconic, and there's four, six, eight albums, and and generally, it's like three big albums. Yeah. Maiden has 16 studio albums, yeah. tons of live discs, compilations, B-sides, galores, they've been torn in forever. Right, and of the sixteen, even if you're a argumentative person, you're not gonna argue out five of the albums, right? Yeah, you're not. Yeah. Well, they had that
1: streak there where they're just like amazing, and I think that they're on a second streak now with these last few albums because I think everything from Brave New World, with the exception of a few songs on Dance to Death, yeah, here and there, but yeah, yeah. I just, mean, I'm
0: saying yeah. you couldn't even argue with five. Like, you couldn't get below to ten are great albums. Like, you'd have to oh, burn yeah. that. Like yeah. I just, so we, we're, we're so blessed to have such a great band. Yeah. Yeah. So now I've I've come around a lot on it. I will listen to it, but it's not my go-to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually... It's not a go-to for me with Maiden, yeah. but it's a go-to for me when I want to hear something different that's still Maiden. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike Virtual Eleven, which we'll do later. Yeah. That's another story. That's another four yeah. hours. Yeah. <laughs> And there's, no, we won't be four hours on virtual There's 11. some aspects of that I like more. Yeah, okay. yeah. well, we'll get into that. We'll get into yeah. it. We're already past an hour. so <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> we did over four hours on the, the X Factor. I was surprised by that. Yeah, and But once I started reading, I pulled out all my books and started reading all the history of like, there's so much I want to talk about with the auditions of the singers and yeah. Blaze and his history and Wolfsbane and all that, that by the time we started going through it, I was like, this is going to be a three hour for sure. Yeah, and why why cut it back? That's the point. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. It's talking maiden, right? So yeah, it takes as long as it takes to talk about yeah. whatever we want to talk yeah, about. I, I think you guys are <laughs>
0: looking for the rushing maiden podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we speak quickly enough. We're getting a lot in there. So okay, TalkingMade.com. com. Rate us on iTunes if you haven't already. Next yeah. week we're going to come back with uh, more of a recap catch up. We got a lot of yeah. listener feedback.
1: I have an episode ready to go to about that we're going to do on just Adrian, an Adrian yeah. Smith episode coming up very soon. And only one yeah I think so well, we're maybe. not going to do uh, well maybe two we'll know. see how long it takes to get through all the we'll, clips we'll see, we'll see. I know we got a lot of ASAP stuff to get into. Yeah, and we got some
0: exciting stuff coming Urchin. next week on yep. the, uh, the artwork front it's a big thing
1: yes yeah, so you've been telling me but you haven't shown me anything yet apparently oh, yeah. uh, it's awesome, okay. it's well, we'll, awesome. Get it. we'll save that for the next yeah. podcast
0: yeah okay so and uh, before we go big uh, thanks to uh, throughout the, the course of this four-parter uh, to James for giving us yep. the interview to Fergal in the beginning and to to Fergal our good friend Fergus who uh, (laughs) who gave us a great interview there today TalkingMade.com up the irons down the house